Yo, yo. Nothing important, Matt Reyes. We back for another motherfucking day. I am excitement hungover. I mean, I did drink some fucking, you know, red wine last night. That gives you the nice one side of your head headache. I ate some spicy food for breakfast. That's like a, a hangover cure I heard on YouTube, and I'm a fucking moron. So I take advice from, from uh, things that are probably not true. But yesterday, man, had a fucking blast. I was watching what everybody was watching. If you weren't watching, I don't know what the fuck you were paying attention to. We just saw a changing of the guards. We were able to witness in real time human evolution. <laughs> we always talk about it. Like there's always that, that argument between like a Reddit guy and, you know, another asshole who wants to invest in their time into arguing with a conspiracy theorist. And people are like, have you ever seen a monkey turn into a human being? Have you ever seen a monkey turn into a human being? So how do you know evolution is real? They're lying to us. You hear that shit all over the fucking internet. There's a lot of guys that have that mentality. Guess what? Yesterday, we fucking witnessed it. We witnessed it. We saw human evolution. There's a young man named Mac McClung hailing from, I don't know what side of Virginia. Virginia's pretty white trash. <laughs> young man from Virginia. Jumping out the goddamn gym. Winning the NBA dunk contest. Has a white person ever won the NBA dunk contest? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think this might be the fucking first. And he won like in a way. Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. Top five performances. He, he made every incredible dunk that he made. He got 50s up the motherfucking wazoo. The judges was giving 50s. He deserved it. If you didn't watch it, go fucking find a replay. This guy made every one of these incredibly difficult dunks on the first try. It was, it was retarded. It was retarded. I've never seen anything like this, you know? Everybody should be very, very fucking nervous. Uh, the whites are evolving. Uh, the NBA. I think he plays for the G League, too. They let, I, I was hearing Kenny. He was, he was giving him a little bit of... You know what I'm saying? A little bit of... <laughs> He's saying this dude is a fake NBA all-star. But no, I think that's great for the, to the dunk contest because dunk contest has like this habit of one will be great and the next one will be shitty and the next one is great. So however you got to fucking format it to make it incredible, it is all-star weekend. It is entertainment. It's not as competitive. It's not as... You know, it is competition, but this is all about love and celebrating... The league celebrating the players, giving a great show to the fans. And if that has to be accomplished by outsourcing people who could dunk the basketball very well, because this fucking kid is, I mean, I, I've not seen him play in the G League. I imagine he can play basketball. He's in the G League. But his ability to dunk a fucking basketball is unparalleled. The shit he was fucking doing. I think he's only 6'1 or 6'2. He doesn't look like a fucking athlete. <laughs> You can't tell that this guy's a fucking athlete. You look at him in the face, he looks like he works at McDonald's. Like, he has that very stereotypical middle America white face. Does not look like he can do what he fucking does. He's a master at this shit. Lined up two fucking grown men, one standing like they're playing chicken. He's, he's uh, on the shoulders of another one, and they just crouch over slightly, and the guy on the top of the other guy's shoulders is holding the ball. He jumps over fucking both of them. With, grabs the ball, smacks the ball on the backboard, and then reverse dunks the shit. It's retarded. 
It is fucking retarded. <laughs> it was so incredible that the runner-up, the guy that was right behind him, I don't remember the young man's name, 6'10 guy, freak athlete himself, he was doing extremely difficult, incredible dunks. He actually did a dunk that I've never seen before. It was the alley that was very impressive. He jumps up in the air, puts the ball between his legs, and he throws the alley to himself, but he doesn't bounce the ball off anything. You know what I mean? Like, he t- he jumps up in the air. Like, we've all seen that alley-oop where you, you jump, put the ball between your legs, hit it off the backboard, or throw it on the ground, or let it bounce, and then dunk the ball. That's pretty fucking difficult to throw an alley to yourself and dunk the ball, and it was a windmill. That's all fucking fine and dandy. What he did is he throws it between his legs, throws it up in the air. The ball doesn't touch the backboard, doesn't touch the ground. He just does that and then go takes it out of the fucking air and then windmills it. It was incredible. I thought that was a fucking 50 dunk. They didn't give him a high enough score, in my opinion. But with all that being considered, even though I've never seen that before, even though it was an incredible fucking dunk, it this Mac McClung kid well fucking deserved that he got first place. It was incredible. It was re- it, I've never seen shit like this. I would say NBA continue outsourcing dunkers, you know, specialists. (laughs) NFL, they got the fucking, you know what I mean? The kickers, they got special teams. All-Star Weekend needs special teams. All-Star Weekend needs special teams, you know? I would also recommend uh, for them to start testing for, you know, whatever enhances um, white people from Virginia. You test that kid and, and start banning substances. You got to add certain things to the banned substance list. You got to add monster drinks. You got to add uh, Mountain Dew. None of that. None of that no more. Something the fuck is going on. Either we just witness evolution in real fucking time or this, you know what I'm saying? This kid is on steroids. Something's going on. He was jumping way too fucking high. His hang time is, that was the, the incredible thing is that while he's in the air and he's doing the tricks, he, he's acrobatic and he's quick. But it's the hang time. It's the amount of time that he stays in the air before he dunks the basketball. And that he so mastered this shit that he was making every fucking dunk on the first try. It's incredible. It's fucking incredible. They need to pay that man. I know he gets money for winning the dunk contest. Some team in the NBA owes him a fucking contract. If it's a one-week contract, too. I don't, I don't understand how those contracts work. Somebody got to give him some fucking money. He needs to be on a professional team. Because he just made the NBA tons of fucking money. They're not going to see it up front. They're not going to see it up front. It's not just the viewers they got yesterday in the dunk contest. He added a whole new demographic. Everybody from the movie The Hills Have Eyes (laughs) is going to be watching All-Star Weekend from now on. Mac McClung, man. I said it yesterday on Instagram. I posted, I was like, Mac McClung single-handedly ended white guilt. He single-handedly ended white guilt. White people no longer need a cower. And, you know, it's funny. Even earlier in that day, I didn't know who the participants of the dunk contest would be. But I was on the gram and I was, uh, I, I posted, what I do, I, I just post shit that I find funny on Reddit. And um, I posted this girl. She's a TikToker. And she was, you know, she was, she was bringing up an interesting point. She was bringing up an interesting point. She's in her car. And she's a girl that's in love with her. She, she has a lot of self-confidence. She has a lot of self-pride. And she's basically talking to whatever community on TikTok that listens to her. And she's trying to uh, state her case. She's saying, I'm white. 
I'm Caucasian. Why can't I have pride in myself? Why can't I be? Look at me. I'm beautiful. Look at my freckles. Look at my complexion. She said complexion with a Spanish accent. I don't know what the fuck that was about. She was like complexion. Look at my, I'm beautiful. Look at the angle of my jaw. Look at my eyes. Look at my hair. I'm gorgeous. She's like, black people could say they're proud of themselves. Spanish people could say they're proud of themselves. Why can't I say I'm pr- I have white pride? That's what she said. And I posted that shit because I found it fucking hilarious, like how out of touch she is. But it's, it, you know, it's an interesting fucking point. And I think between looking at that video and seeing Mac McClung, a, a real life frogger, a guy who needs to be tested for whatever the fuck you can buy at a truck stop. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck got him to jump that goddamn high. I don't believe that's natural, especially for his race. I don't understand how that fucking happened. I don't get it. But if you consider those two factors, I think we need to end white guilt. I think white people make white people proud again. That's what <laughs> Man, it's fucking incredible, man. Wouldn't that be interesting? That's an interesting thought. Because I think it is consensus that we agree that evolution or even adaptation is a real thing. It's observable at a smaller scale and a microscopic scale. You can understand the way viruses spread and mutate and adapt. That is evidence of evolution. You know, science also gives a lot of evidence that we have, uh, you know, similar chromosomal patterns or the majority of the same chromosomes. I think of like chimps. So it's stated pretty consensusly, it's pretty commonly agreed upon that we derive from chimps, that we evolved from chimps, human beings are. And I think about that, the limit of how long we, we exist on the planet Earth, you know, the average lifespan, you call it 70 years, you call it 100 years, regardless, it requires generations and generations and generations of human beings for adaptation to take place. Like, do we ever get lucky enough? Does a group of people ever get lucky enough to witness like the in, one of those in-between or transitional periods where people start evolving, you know? <laughs> or is it that incrementally slow that it's not observable for any one man in his lifetime? Because I think we just witnessed that. I think we just witnessed white people turning into freak athletes. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Maybe it is not the end of white guilt. Maybe that's the, the result of it. Maybe the oppression of white people being very fucking guilty. People, white trash in Virginia and elsewhere who don't actually have power to be racist. You know, they're poor. <laughs> you know, they're not well educated. Their diet is not great. You know, those individuals have been put down for so long that now they're starting to, to avoid. I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking, it's interesting to think about. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting to fucking think about, man. Find that funny, man. And it's just a joke for anybody who's offended, man. It's a lot of sensitivity nowadays. I, I like how that happens, man. It's like, um, I guess humor is not universal. I guess people don't understand. Um, I guess people are not like... And it makes sense. You know, we all have our sensitivities. I have my sensitivities. I'm trying to mature um, and try to understand. As you get older, you always want to understand when it's you, uh, when you're the problem, or when, you know, you, you're you having a correct reaction. 
You you want to mature and realize those things. And I'm always on the side of even if it isn't me, even if I'm I am having the correct reaction, I do want to develop tougher skin. I do want to learn to um to laugh more. To to you know, because what's the fucking point of being so serious about everything? I I, I think about that a lot. I'm like you know, I mean, it's all different reference points, you know. I'm a judgmental son of a bitch. I'm never going to change. Uh, it's <laughs> I'm never going to fucking change. It's not happening. Hmm? Man, Mac McClung, bro. I'm highly fucking impressed. It was beautiful as well, just because like, I, I do love All-Star Weekend. There's certain things, certain triggers that every individual has that puts them back in like a childlike state. You think about... Things that you experienced when you were a young man or a young woman that put you in that place of, uh, it's like an out of consciousness, out of body experience. Are you playing sports or you're watching sports when you're a kid or you're playing with your toys? Anything that allows you to zone out. All of those things, as you get older, it's almost like you can relive that childlike experience through it. So I just love all-star weekend i've watched it. it's a tradition in my fucking life i've watched it my entire fucking life and thinking about this mac mcclung kid they did outsource like a specialist he's a dunker um but i liked it because it, it gave a feel to this other side of the culture of basketball that i grew up with you know i was talking in the last episode about like reference points and um you know understanding uh or experiencing things firsthand versus studying them and Basketball, just as big as the NBA was in my childhood, in my culture, and one was just as fucking big. And that's what that fucking felt like. It was like, I forget the fucking name of the guy. It was a guy back in the day that was dunking like that in game, in motherfucking game. I can't remember the name of the fucking guy. It's the guy that did the 720 dunk. It was the shittiest footage ever. But you can still find it on fucking YouTube. Just look up and one seven twenty dunk. This guy used to do crazy fucking. I'm gonna look this guy's name up. I can't remember exactly. Cause this guy, yo, I wonder what the fuck he's doing, yo. Let me see this seven twenty and one dunk. What the fuck is this guy's name, man? That can't be his name. Uh, Font, I can't even pronounce this guy's fucking name. Fontanet. Okay. Um, yeah, in a game in Houston, Texas in 2006. And I remember when this shit fucking happened. I remember when this shit fucking happened. The video quality, not fucking great. But the guy looks like he's pirouetting in the fucking air. And that's the level of dunking that this Mac McClung kid is doing. It just fucking threw me back completely. I, I felt like a kid again. It's incredible. Um, but you know, as life does to you, man, your childhood is going to get ruined. <laughs> Eventually, you know, I got to relive this and one shit, my beautiful culture, my beautiful childhood. And I get, now it's a white guy doing it. You know, they're gentrifying athleticism. It's fucking painful. It's very painful. I'm hurt. I'm not going to lie to you, ladies and gentlemen, childhood ruined once a motherfucking again, once a motherfucking again, childhood ruined. What can you do, man? And I just talk about getting tough skin, right? Let's read some fucking news. Let's read some news, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get positive. 
Let's raise our vibration. Let's see. Uh, NBA All-Star Draft Live Results 2023 updates. Team, I'm not going to read this. I'm about to watch basketball. American Millionaires. I already saw the story. I didn't want to read it before. Uh, Google warns millions of users to check important iPhone and Android app settings now. Let's do this, man. <clears throat> Let's all be patronized together. I love these ads, you know, from these companies that hire people who are inconceivably more intelligent. And they have programs and algorithms and, you know, automated artificial intelligence that is already brainwashing the masses. You know, it already controls you in ways that are imperce imperceptible to yourself. And, and they, they, they have the humanity uh, to come out with an ad and say, Google warns millions of users to check important iPhone and Android app settings now as if that's going to help. If they want to do something to your device, they'll do it. Did you realize that your photos capture... The location of where they were taken, whether it's in an iPhone or an Android, it happens on all smartphones. I think for anybody who uh, wasn't aware of that, I don't think that demographic is going to help them anyway, because those people probably are the type of people that post their address on Facebook, like they put their address up there. <laughs> it's, it's a useful way to know when a special memory took place. The feature is pretty safe, but not everyone is comfortable with the idea of locations being logged particularly for photos taken at home or work. If you use Google Photos to store your images, the tech giant is now alerting you about something related called estimated photo locations. This uses things like visible landmarks to work out where the photo was taken. As the alert explains, photo locations come from multiple locations, including locations estimated by Google Photos. Google stopped using location history to estimate photo locations, but they are continuing to guess using other sources instead. So they're approximating. You're getting fucking triangulated. This is some military shit. Um, fuck. <laughs> when you open the Google Photos app, You'll be asked whether you want to keep any existing estimated locations or whether you want to remove them. If you do decide to delete them, you'll be warned before deleting them. Deleting estimated photo locations based on location history may result in permanent loss of those estimated locations. Your photos will be untouched. They will be kept, but you'll lose the area that you took that photo. If you're that fucking, if you have Alzheimer's or you early onset dementia and you want to know where you were when you were in that photo with that person you no longer rec recognize that could that information could be lost you know why this is dangerous ladies and gentlemen i would not recommend you at all if you use the google photos app which this is just a plug for google photos if you use that app uh do not turn off your location and i'll tell you why because this is patronizing it's bullshit. They're looking at you no matter what. It doesn't matter what you do. It don't matter. You can't hide, baby. You know, this is the part where you plug your favorite fucking dystopian future book. Let's see what else is going on. Um, a child psychologist shares the five signs you've raised a highly spoiled kid and how parents can undo it. Let's click on this because I have a child. I have a child and I fear that she's becoming spoiled. Or already is. As a parent, we hate seeing our kids unhappy. And giving in sometimes feels a lot easier than saying no. But cons uh, a constant coddling and pampering can be harmful in the long run. Parenting styles that shield children from challenging experiences reduce their opportunities to build resilience. Ladies and gentlemen, I can say amen to that one. 
I can say amen to that one. I know all about motherfucking resilience. My mother didn't give a fuck. As a child psychologist, <laughs> I've seen spoiled kids grow up to be overindulged, selfish, unhappy, and constantly dissatisfied adults. That sounds like Americans. Luckily, there are ways to undo their bad behavior before it gets worse. Number one, not taking no for an answer. Your kid expects to get things their way and usually does. In fact, they're, they're the ones constantly telling you no. Being more into receiving than giving. Spoiled kids are under, uh, unappreciated. Excuse me. What the fuck am I? Spoiled kids are unappreciative <laughs> of what you do for them. Instead of saying please and thank you, uh, their go-to world word is gimme. Yeah, my daughter doesn't say uh, gimme. She's approaching two years old. She goes, uh, like, come here. And she says it fast. She goes, come here, come here, come here. And then she waves her hands at me. And that means she wants something. Uh, demanding things as soon as possible. They don't consider that other people may be inconvenienced. Okay, this is just the diagnosis. I don't want the diagnosis. I want the answer. Say no without guilt. Parents often believe saying no decre uh, decreases self-esteem. But research shows that kids who are raised with structure and less uh, permissive parenting have higher self-worth and feel more empathy toward others. You got to tell your child, fuck you, kid. And I'm not guilty about it. When you say no, give a short reason to help them understand why. Homework comes before playtime. This way, you can have fun without worry or no playtime today because you can uh, you have a cough and maybe contagious. I'm not going to explain that to one in some audio. All right, praise the right things. If your kid is addicted to praise, try praising them. I, I love how they say if your kid is addicted to praise. I think that's like a universal human quality. I'm pretty sure everybody enjoys praise, whether they want to put on their character that they don't like it. They want to act like the martyr. They want to act like Jesus Christ. I'm not buying it. Uh, try praising them when they do something for or with another person. For example, you and your classmate did such a great job on that science fair project. Giving your old Lego system or Lego set to the toy drop was very thoughtful. Okay, so for like older kids. I'm I'm interested if there's like a clinical psychologist that can talk about uh, a child who d hasn't even mastered the English language yet, has, can't even verbalize everything, and they're already uh, maniacal and, and manipulative. What do you do then? What do you do then? You know? Terrible tunes. That's what I want my answers for. Uh, Dion Sanders Jr. is adjusting to life in Colorado. I don't even know what that's about. Colorado's great. I don't know who Dion Sanders Jr. is. I know who Dion Sanders... Are they, are they talking about the original Dion? Oh, no, it's his son. I don't, I don't know. All right. Why U.S. teens are getting their driver's licenses uh, because they want to drive. Uh, Ex-Jets Bills coach Rex Ryan reportedly interviewed with Sean Payton Broncos for open D.C. job. I'm not a football guy. New study hints that 38% of cognitive decline risk is impacted by these lifestyle factors. I'm going to click this because once again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't like to trust people with lab coats and Harry Potter glasses who tell me to get vaccinated and then some time passes and all of a sudden the vaccine don't do shit, but you still will get mocked uh, by a subset of culture. You will be guilted for your decision not to put something experimental in your body. But guess what? I do trust ChatGBT writing articles on my Google algorithm. A new study hints that 38% of cognitive decline risk is impacted by these lifestyle factors. Let's take a look at what I need to motherfucking chill out with. If you can still sing along to every boy band song of the early 2000s and recite your childhood best friend's phone number, 
that would be fucking creepy if I could. Uh, you might be thinking you'll never have to worry about memory cha- uh, challenges. While it's true that a, min- a minority of Americans are officially diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's disease, very hilarious. I was just talking about Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, it's probably far more common than you might expect. According to an October tw- uh, 2022 study published in Who Gives a Fuck, one in 10 American seniors are currently living with dementia. One in 10. That's a fucking lot. Holy shit. And another 22% of those 65 and older experience mild cognitive impairment. One of the early signals that more serious cognitive challenges may be on the horizon. Okay, let's check this out. Uh, There's about one third of all individuals 65 and older uh, who have cognitive decline. It naturally occurs as we get older. It's natural that our ability to remember details, understand, learn, and think degrades slightly over time. Yeah, my shit is already started. Uh, but when it starts to impact the quality of our daily life and the ability to lead a happy, healthy, secure life, that's when the brain-related diagnosis might occur. Okay, let's get into what we can do to prevent this. I've already fear-mongered. I'm nice and scared. Eating more fruits and vegetables. No shit, Sherlock. Keeping stable blood sugar. Captain Obvious. Limiting intake of ultra-processed food. Holy shit, this guy was not born yesterday. Maintaining a healthy blood pressure. I'm not a doctor, ladies and gentlemen, but these first four, pretty fucking obvious. Not smoking, even more obvious. Scoring enough sleep, staying socially engaged, incorporating regular physical activity. I'm not going to read the breakdown. They have clickbaited me. It was fear. I don't want to have cognitive decline. Everybody's scared of getting older. I feel like I'm a young man, but time is just fucking moving at a rate that every year I get older, it seems like it's speeding up. I don't know what the fuck that is about. I've heard theories. Is it uh, time dilution? Is it the fact that I have more reference point and more memory? So one year now is a smaller fraction of the total amount of time that I've been on planet Earth. I don't know what the fuck it is, but they, they reeled me in and the solutions are pretty fucking pretty in your face. I didn't need that. New York Zoo ends attempt to recapture Flacco, the owl, in Central Park. I like owls. I like Central Park. Let's check this out. For two weeks, an owl that escaped the Central Park Zoo has eluded capture as legions of fans worry about its ability to survive in New York City. I think the bird is going to be fucking okay. I'm pretty sure the bird is going to be okay in New York City. New York City is abundant with all types of flying creatures, uh, pigeons. There's some doves, crackheads fly high. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people flying in motherfucking New York. Would Flacco, a majestic Eurasian eagle owl, go hungry because he had not developed an ability to hunt while in captivity? Leave it up to God. Leave that one up to God, white people. Um, I know there's a white person that wrote this article. It is trivial. Listen to what I'm saying here. I've talked about this in the past. It is important for animals to go into the wild at some point in their motherfucking life. If they're not being domesticated for purposes of being a pet, if they're not being um, domesticated for purposes of being somebody's bacon in the morning, you don't, you understand what I'm saying? You don't need to do this to animals. You don't need to put them in zoos. You don't need to, all the last shit is kind of like a really antiquated way for human beings to be entertained. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I think we're hurting animals. I think it's inconceivable 
our relationship from an ecosystem standpoint to how all of these animals interact with us and how we interact with them. And we're just domesticating left and right. And we're creating more endangered species. And it's just fucking them. Let them go all in the wild. You know, kill them in the city and let them go in the wild and do what the fuck they got to do. This bird is an owl. It's going to be fucking okay. They're not higher thinking beings. They don't need their parents to hold their hands when they're crossing the street. It's a bird. It's a motherfucking bird. I'm pretty sure he's going to get hungry and figure it out. Jesus Christ. Let's see what the fuck else is going on. I'm about to jump off this shit soon because I'm trying to watch this motherfucking game, bitch. I'm trying to watch this motherfucking game, man. Let's see. My phone. My phone. My phone is moving slow. Come on, bro. All right, one side owns slaves, the other side started Black History Month. How a family heals, this is going to be awkward. I'm clicking it. Let's see this. Those who have no record of what their forebears have accomplished lose the inspiration which comes from the teaching of biography and history. Okay, Carter G. Woodson. So you should know where you came from to know where you're going. I guess that's what the fuck. All right, there are many things from childhood that Brett Woodson barely doesn't remember. Maybe it has to do with his uh, cancer diagnosis at four years old. Tragic. Uh, living in the hospital for almost two years, undergoing intense courses of radiation and chemotherapy. He thinks that plays a part in why he has so much, excuse me, why so much of his childhood is hazy. Forgetting, after all, is a side effect of trauma. But one moment, he really, he clearly remembers is his mother, Adele, sitting down when he was in middle school telling him that he was a descendant of famous, of a famous important man. Okay, so this guy has, that was a very long, drawn out way to say that he, he, his family is somebody important. You are the great, great grand nephew of Carter G. Woodson, she told him. Woodson is the man behind Negro History Week. I never heard of that in my goddamn life, which ultimately became Black History Month. I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, uh, she said Brett should be proud of this fact. He should even brag about it. Brett is not the braggy type. Now, 20 years old, he's soft-spoken and thought is a thoughtful sophomore at the University of California, Santa Cruz, majoring in environmental science with dreams of becoming a wildlife biologist. Ladies and gentlemen, I was just talking about saving the planet and this kid is going to fucking do it. The tie-ins are incredible today. The universe is on my side as Brett got older. He began to better understand what it means to be related to the man who instilled that we tell and learn the true story of black people in America. Before I continue reading, I've given my opinion on this. I think Black History Month is tremendously important. I think Black History Month is tremendously important. I don't think the, the bulk of information and education that people should receive from Black History Month should revolve around negativity. Let us celebrate the stories that are not often spoken about. Let's lift up some of the people who were against incredible fucking odds and they were such geniuses and they were such outliers that they were able to not only overcome but produce incredible things that are still sustaining us in society. There's billions of story. Those were black people. That's black history. Woodson helped pioneer the field of African-American history, especially when it comes to education. And he fiercely believed that black history should not be a separate, segregated thing, that our histories are intertwined. I agree with this. We are all Americans at the end of the motherfucking day. Yes. 
Yes, we go down and sit at the dinner table and there's some arguments between our parents. There's arguments between the cousins. But we're one big fucking dysfunctional family. Brett recognizes his ancestors' historical importance, but he doesn't know if he feels any personal connection to a man who lived so long ago. I'm not exactly like carrying, uh, I'm not exactly like carrying down his legacy. Okay, so they really quoted the shit out of him. They could have took the like out. Um, they let you know how this kid kid talks. Not only is he soft-spoken and he's not a bragger and he's being highly educated at a great institution, he is um, he uses the word like too much. I'm not exactly like carrying down his legacy too much, he says. But then he stops and turns the uh, idea over mid-sentence. I guess I kind of am by still being here. Now he's getting into some type of uh, <laughs> existential philosophical conversation. He's also being very literal. He's literally carrying on the genetics of this guy because um, he's still here. Uh, because, you know, he was a fighter fighting for civil rights. Brett knows that surviving is no simple feat, especially when you are black in America. Word. And I am my ancestors wildest dreams. That is completely interesting to think about. I thought about that as well. I remember I got my my breakdown, my genetic breakdown. Um, I'm Puerto Rican. That's a nationality. Racial breakdown and the regions that my DNA stems from. My, I'm, I'm a fucking mixed pot. I am, I'm a very mo- I have a multicultural community within my genetic pool. It's incredible. It's fucking incredible. Um, and I was looking at that and I was thinking like, uh, I, ha- I don't know if I could say that. Like, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. I'm some of their wildest dreams. I think the, because uh, I have like a lot of Spanish blood and I imagine those people were fucking racist rapists. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they imagine, you know what I'm saying? Living through my life, uh, my spick ass life. All right. There, uh, then there's Brett's own experience with cancer. When he was diagnosed, he was given a 30% chance of making it, but his people survived and he survived. And that means something. He carries history in his skin and in his bones. This kid overcame cancer. His great great grandpappy overcame racism. It's a beautiful fucking story. If a race has no history, if it has uh, no worthwhile tradition, it becomes a negligible factor in the thought of the world and it stands in danger of being exterminated. Carter G. Woodson. I appreciate that. I was actually having an interesting conversation with one of my boys. He sent me over a video of, I forget the guy's first name, Tom, I think it's Tommy Sotomayor. He's one of these guys on YouTube that he like, you know, does like sensationalism shit. And um, maybe he believes in what he was saying, just the way he was saying it was kind of funny. He had like a 15 minute video on YouTube where he was talking about people who are mixed, people who have white blood and black blood, African and European mixture. And how they're not black and how the black community needs to stop claiming them. And I was laughing about that. I was just like, I don't, you know, I don't know that anybody who is African-American is 100% African, you know. And I, I think that is also like an issue. I, I disagree with a lot of what he was saying. But I understood what he was trying to, the logic that he was trying to present. He was saying like, if an individual is raised in a white community by one of their parents and that parent has to be happens to be white and they're half black are they part of the black community and i found that interesting it is it is like this question like if you're passable but genetically you still have african ancestry is that person black the way that i look at it the way that i look at it 
is that I think when you call somebody a black person, you're implying that they have ancestry that is uh, African. That's how I look at it. I, I get what he was trying to say, um, but the overarching thing, not even to get into like debate of, uh, you know, like racism or colorism or any of that, it's just a fucking scientifically understood thing. And I appreciate this guy, big up Black History Month. I agree with what he's saying that history needs to stay alive because uh, let, let me just reread that. I don't want to butcher his words um, and butcher his legacy here. Let's see what he exactly he says. He says, if a race has no history, if it has no worthwhile tradition, it becomes a neg negligible factor in the thought of the world and it stands in danger of being exterminated. I hear that motherfucking loud and clear. I think from just a, a zooming out perspective, I think people are going to keep on fucking. I think people, I, I'm pretty sure people are going to keep on fucking. If we don't end this story in, in the same way all of those before mentioned dystopian future books ended, you know, where they start telling people they can't fuck each other and maybe you get metaverse goggles and you get jerked off by a robot. I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's coming. But if that doesn't happen, I think people are still going to be putting wee-wees and vaginas and that is going to produce children. And I think as culture continues to intertwine, culture, not ethnicity, not race. I'm talking about firstly people's cultures, the perceptible differences that we've had for the majority of this modern civilization it's kind of getting washed out. The differences are getting washed out because of a thing called the internet. Everybody's studying each other. Everybody's mingling. It feels like people spend more time on the internet than their actual fucking lives. So that's somewhat the new reality, you know, until it literally becomes so. And, you know, the, the fucking leader of the Supreme America makes us wear metaverse goggles and we get lobotomies from Elon Musk. And, you know, before that fucking happens right now, it's kind of happening in a cultural way. There's a lot of blending. There's a lot of mixing. So I think everybody's going to be mixed soon anyway. First point. Second point is from a genetic uh, advantageous understanding. The greatest chance for somebody to be healthy, for somebody to have favorable genetics, is to have a variant gene pool. So it's actually good for the entire race of human beings to fuck each other. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to be my advice. I appreciate this guy. I'm glad this kid survived cancer. I'm glad that he's a well-spoken kid and he, uh, he's not cocky. He doesn't brag a lot. I'm glad that he found out his great-great-grandfather was a very important man, that we all owe this guy for the progression and you know furthering steps toward us not acting like animals with each other as it pertains to race. I appreciate this guy, right? Thinking very fucking far ahead. My advice to everybody, hopefully in, you know, a hundred years when my great, great grandkid is around, hopefully he doesn't get cancer and hopefully he, uh, <laughs> hopefully he can look back and find out that I was his great, great granddaddy. And the legacy I left behind is this piece of advice, ladies and gentlemen, fuck somebody, fuck somebody and make sure they are not your race and go have mixed babies, mix the motherfucking babies up. Mixed babies, it's the wave. It's going to happen. It's more advantageous from a genetic standpoint. Fuck the racism. Puerto Ricans are the master race. For anybody who continue listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go onto my Instagram. Like the post. Like the reels. Until tomorrow.